0: Welcome back, everybody, once again to another episode of the First Semester Podcast. Today, we will be discussing land-based empires, their expansion, what they were, how they got to power, and especially what was their main objective. So, important historical context before this time period of the 1400s all the way to the 1750s, was that, as you may know, the Mongols expanded through most of Eurasia, if not all of Eurasia, and Genghis Khan was eventually the ruler who fueled all of this expansion. So once he died, he reparted the Mongol Empire into khanates and to his grandsons and his and his um, children, of course. So it's important to have this in mind, as once the Mongol khanates fell, and uh, this allowed. China, and gunpowder to be more easily spread across most, if not all, of South and Southeast Asia, creating what is called, uh, what are called the gunpowder empires. And the gunpowders we will talk about today are the Ottoman, the Safavid, the Mughal, and the China and the Ming Dynasty gunpowder empires specifically. At the beginning of this uh, time period, it is also very important to acknowledge that by the 1450s, the medieval period was uh, beginning to end and the early modern period was starting was starting around Europe. And this eventually le- led to le- leaders centralizing their power by controlling taxes and centralizing the military, such as controlling religion, which eventually led to a key concept, which would be the scientific revolution. So we'll start off speaking by about the Islamic gunpowder empires. So the Islamic gunpowder empires were mainly the Ottomans, the Safavids, and the Mughals, and of course, as the name suggests, they were gunpowder empires because, as gunpowder made its way through Southeast Asia and South Asia, these people, these empires took quite an advantage in order to expand and legitimize their rule, which was their main objective. Now you may be asking, what is le- legitimizing the rule? Legitimizing the rule is showing power in various forms and. And basically expanding their empires in order to show the most power possible. Now, let's start with the Ottomans. The Ottomans were famous for their devshirme Shri- system, which consisted of conquering lands and taking the Christian boys uh, with them in order to educate them until they eventually became janissaries on of the Ottomans, which was eventually elite devshirmei. De which meant that they would be educated on Ottoman soil and this meant a huge point of cultural of cultural diffusion since you would mix the culture of the Ottomans, the religion, sorry, of the Ottomans and the, and the Christians alike in order to convert these Christians into Ottomans. And this, this Ottoman Empire was particularly famous for the siege of Constantinople, which, we, which they did under the rule of Mehmed II as well as conquering the Rhode Islands in the Mediterranean. Now let's talk about the Safavid Empire. Well, the Safavid Empire was quite famous because they imported weapons from um, they imported weapons from Europe and utilized Euro- uh, European technology in war. And they are quite famous also because of their expansion and their uh, denial of legitimacy to any Sunni ruler because they really controlled religion and they only uh, legitimized a Shia Islam ruler. And this eventually led to a tension with the Ottoman Empire because their their ruler was a Sunni Islam. And and because of this, the Ottomans cut cut trade with the Safavids in order to demonstrate their power. As well, the women in the Safavid Empire were quite famous because of course, they had to wear a veil like any other Muslim counterparts, but they also had freedoms such as inheritance and divorce. Next, we will be talking about the Mughal Empire. The Mughal Empire was ruled by Akbar the Great, which was Babur's grandson. Of course, and they're particularly famous because their religion, their religious structure was still by the Indian caste system, and they had a magnificent architectural achievements. uh, Achievements, which was one of their ways to legitimize power, of course, but eventually they fell apart due to corruption and um, and allowed the French and British to assert their dominance uh, by conquering India, of course. But. What was relevant about the the Mughal Empire is that they had a very strong centralized government, and especially they had some decent laws. Of course, they were fairly administered laws, and they had they had the, bureaucrat- the, the bureaucratic elites, which were the samiters, and elites were of course in charge of taxation and other roles in the in the government like that. Our final key concept we'll be talking about is legitimizing the rule and how people achieve this. Now, there were several ways of legitimizing uh, empire's rules, such as uh, through architecture, which Louis XVI built the palace of Versailles for, in order to show the power of the empire. Or also, you could have uh, the power of cur- cutting trade bans, such as like the the Ottomans, as we saw before uh, for the Safavids. As well as we also have the war, as the Ottomans also uh, conquered and conquered and took away Christian boys in for their empire in order to educate them and in quote unquote make them Ottomans, of course. And these are basically the ways that people legitimize the rule. And this was the main objective throughout this whole time period in order to expand their empires and make their empires as big as they could be and still maintain structural integrity within the empire, which was the largest goal of this time period. Now, an an important event, and in my opinion, the most important event that happened within this time period in history, would be the scientific revolution, as this occurred in the sixteen hundreds, and the concepts and the foundations of the scientific revolution and this and the Renaissance, especially, uh, are still being applied to this day. As the scientific revolution taught us um, the reasoning, ba- uh, thinking based on reason and logic instead of empiricism, or instead of religion, of course. And it also, and like the Renaissance also taught us curiosity and the discovery and investigation. So, So all of these methods would later on cause the society to expand, and we have now modern technology because of these ways of thinking. And this is why I believe that the scientific revolution was the most important concept during this time period. Well, folks, this just about concludes our third and final episode of the First Semester Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Harry Hills Downley, and thank you so much for listening to this World History Podcast.